Yo, welcome to a bonus episode of Techish. We're meant to be on a summer break and we've got good news and bad news. Unfortunately, Abedesi is not here. She's in Lagos, Nigeria. Shout out Nigeria. But I do have a special guest in her place and I will let her do the introduction. Ooh, who should I be today? <laughs> Anybody you want. Who should I be? Well, I'm American. We'll okay. start there. Yep. Yes. I'm American too. You don't know. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> what gave me away? <laughs> That's the first clue. Um, yeah, I don't know how to set that up. This is Arlen Hamilton Woo. from Gimlet Media, and you may remember me from Different Strokes. Did, did didn't have that show here? We didn't have that here, yeah. no, but I know of it. <laughs> <laughs> Television's Different Strokes. Um, yeah, it's Arlen. Hi. What's up? And we're recording in London. What brings you to these colder climates? London. Um, wow. Um, I I was here in February mm-hmm. and was here with a few members of our team, our crew, and we had a great time. We were set up um, uh, to meet a lot of founders and, mm. and people in the ecosystem and uh, had to come back. And so we were working on a, a special project. Oh, can you give us an exclusive Ooh. or like... A hint or a tip? I, I, well, even saying special project is too much. Is, is so far beyond what I was supposed to say. <laughs> I tend to do that these days, though. Um, but we're working on something special that would be, um, that would have backstage coming back a, a few times over yeah. the next 12 months. Intriguing. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I can tell you about it once we can talk about it. Um, When's, when would that be? Right um, now? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, what is this? What, this is like end of May. End of May. A couple weeks. A couple give, weeks. I can oh, give you okay. a Shoot me an email. Yeah. We'll, me and Abadesi will drop it on sure, the sure. on the thing. So, how have you found London? Like, what have you noticed about the ecosystem? Hey, I know you've only been a few times, but is there anything that's yeah. come out of you straight away? Well, so I've been to London itself many, many times, oh, especially okay. on tour oh. uh, with musicians when I used my, in my other life. We'll get into your backstory soon. Yeah, yeah. but I. Um, February when I came back, it was expressly to visit with founders here and yeah. to, to talk to investors and and limited partners who invest yeah. in funds and, um, you know I it was a great setup because I got to talk to different people from who you know from people who th- this is their life venture mm. capital is their life they you know work on this every day to people who are just learning about what a term sheet is yeah and what a cap table is. And running the gamut. And um, I just think it's there's a lot of richness here. Mm. There's a lot to, to, there's a lot of soil to till, if that's the way you mm-hmm. say it. You know, it just seems really uh, like fertile ground. Yeah. There's some great innovation already happening. Mm. And even more so, I think that uh, if we can combine what Backstage is doing in the States, I think it could be interesting. So you do see like an opportunities like out I do. here? Yeah, I do. And people have asked me about um, many places, you know, many states out. I mean, sorry, many places outside of the United States mm. have been asking for us to come there, and we can't do it all. Yeah, and we we're very bullish on the U.S. There yeah. are many, you know, you think about the U.S., you think about venture capital, you think about startups in mm. general. Absolutely, you usually think about California, San Francisco. You think about New York, Boston. But there's so much mm. in between the coasts. And so there's so if we only worked on the US for the rest of our lives, you'd have enough to we'd do. We'd have enough to do. Yeah. But there there are some places that are special that I think what I love about London is that there's so many people from other places here. Yeah. And that you can it's this this melting pot that you can reach a lot of different people that you might not be able to do if you went to some of the other cities. Yeah, everyone's from somewhere out here. Yeah. Yeah, you'll struggle to meet an actual quote-unquote English person. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I've had people say that to me, like, I want to meet an English person, but yeah. I can't find them out here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I think it does speak to the hunger for what you're doing, that so many other countries are saying, please, we need you here. Yeah. Like, so it's a, it's a global problem, but also, you know, like you said, you want to focus specifically on the US. So I want to go back a bit. Mm-hmm. Who am take I? Me, yeah, take, you, <laughs> take me all the way back. You start there. We're going back and... Um, I've always wanted to know, actually, when you had the idea for, okay, this is what I want to do, what was the first thing that you did? Cried. The first thing that I did was, uh, it didn't happen overnight, so yeah. it's a little hard to say the first thing, but I, I studied, studied, mm. just started my education. Mm. I had to, 
Um, you said you were listening to the Gimlet podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it just came out, this fourth episode. Which is dope, by the way. It was really good. I really love it. Thank you. We're, we're going to record our reaction episode. Look at all this. This is all meta. So it's so meta, we're yeah. We're going to record our reaction to that episode of the GimletMedia.com podcast of uh, Startup. Um, we record reaction podcasts to it. <laughs> oh, every oh your own one, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, okay. Bootstrapped VC. Oh, wow. So we're doing that a little later today. And oh, wow. so I have a lot thinking, a lot percolating in my head about it. But um, they did talk about, you know, just all of the studying and and the work that needed to go into understanding venture capital before mm. I could set out to really do something. And then part of it, though, was I was saying that the people, the old guard, mm. the people who were already there um, were doing a fine job, and they still are, mm. but that that perhaps they needed to have a little bit more of a shakeup when it came to the perspectives mm. that were being in the lenses. Mm. And so some of it couldn't be taught. The majority mm. of it, I guess, couldn't be taught. Mm. So I, I wanted to understand the rules in order to know which ones to break. Oh, I see. So when did you feel confident enough to be like, you know, how many how many months was it where you're like, okay, now I'm ready to start sending emails, start hustling, or yeah. was, and like when did the quote unquote? I mean, I I started sending emails really early, mm. <clears throat> and um, they were mostly because I was like, I'm learning, so I'd like to learn from you. I'd like yeah. to learn. You know, these are the emails that I get today, and I understand where they're coming from, and always thought about adding value. You add value or or um, offer value mm. as you as you take. So you. So how, how do you offer value when you're a complete outsider? You haven't got any yeah. connections. You haven't done anything up until then in that world. So how do you offer value? Like it's such a hard thing to, to wrap your mind around. <laughs> the thing that I was setting out to do, again, being disruptive and and looking at venture from a different lens. So the the value add was at the time when I had nothing. I had nothing to offer them when it came to like, oh, I can do your you know spreadsheets and uh, can go out. I offered them perspective. Mm. I offered them access. Mm. And um, the way I looked at it was, let me and I. I cringe at the thought now, but it really is kind of the closest thing I can compare it to at the time. I think about it as being their caddy. Mm. Because I can, you know, put the uh, put the grass up in the air and tell them which, which way the wind is blowing, mm. and tell them which which club to use because of this and that, and that was what I was offering. Was this like you are if if you believe me at all, then there's a trend happening and it's going to happen in the future, mm. and I can see it now. Let me navigate that for you. Mm. Uh, what is the cartography? You yeah. Know, let me navigate that landscape for you even before you need, know you need to know it. Mm. And I offered that to a lot of people. And it, it wasn't – at the time, they just didn't buy it. You know, They just didn't think that that was necessary. Now you fast forward three, four years, mm. everybody – It's hollering at you now. Every, like, so yeah. Well, not, not just me, but just in general, everyone – knows they need to be thinking about diversity. So how do we avoid it becoming almost like a momentary trend mm -hmm. where it's the hot new thing mm -hmm. and then, you know, it just goes by the wind, by the wayside after a couple of years? Well, I've said, you know, one of the things that I feel I can do and offer today to founders besides capital is the truth. Yeah. Or my honesty. Maybe it's not the truth, but it's my, Your perspective. It's my perspective yeah. and honesty. And I have said in the past that, I do think it's going to be this trendy thing to invest in black and brown founders. Mm. It just says it's been for women. It'll be this trendy thing that does go away. Mm. So I think it's important for us as that's happening to take full advantage of it, mm. not to be reckless and not to be, um, you know, just doing whatever you can just to get some money. Yeah. But if you're working on something that you're really passionate about or you're thinking about doing that, to know that that's happening and that that probably will, will happen. I used to say that black is the new Bitcoin <laughs> because I think, I think all of this work 
that everyone is working on, mm. including Backstage, Capital My Fund. I think it's going to lead to a lot of money being spent mm. on black founders, which is awesome. Mm. I think that'll happen between now and middle to end of 2020. And then I think as fast as it came in, it'll it disappear. And the way that, so the way that we counter that, one is by knowing it, mm. Be anticipating aware. it, being aware. The second is by enabling and catalyzing angel investors and VCs who are of color. Yeah. So today, can't we can't wait till it runs out because mm. then it'll be too late. Mm. But as we do that now, so if people look at Backstage Capital and say, oh, I want to do that. Great. Mm. That's why I'm doing it. Great. I want you to, I want there to be competition. I yeah. want there to be dozens of us. <clears throat> so as they do that, and then as... As we're talking to more of the the larger funds, and they're hiring more women now, they're getting it. There was a day like a couple of weeks ago where four women were hired as part as partners or principals at mm. VC funds, including it backstage, Lolita. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I three others, news. yeah, three others on the same day were announced. Mm. That wouldn't have been heard of two years ago because you wouldn't have had enough of them to be yeah. hired to have an announcement that more than one, it was like, oh, I have to keep up now. Yeah. So we keep cultivating, keep nurturing that. Um, the, those those larger funds absolutely need to, they have to. There's no question. They need to be in, uh, investing in people mm. and not just in companies. They need to be investing in their people. They need to be investing in their their next generation of talent that is writing the checks, mm. if they want to be around. They, there's some people who don't care about being around uh, past five years. They just mm. don't care. But if they if they are someone that is um, looking at the long game, mm. like their hero, Warren Buffett, or their hero. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. <clears throat> no, it's cool. Don't worry. It's, is it water or something, maybe? You can speak. Yeah, uh, don't Anastasia. worry. We'll cut it out. Anastasia's like. here, and she's <laughs> minding to me. Anastasia is all the way from California. Thank you so much. Oh, Buxton. Where did you get this from? My hotel. Oh, wow. Where are you guys staying? Look at this. Uh, Leicester Square area? Leicester Square. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I said it right. This yeah, you got it right. What did what you say it? before? Leicester Square, like, Leicester people always mangle. <laughs> okay, That's a hard one, though. Like, I'm trying to get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys are right in the middle of the madness. That's like, Westwood, yeah. that's tourist yeah. central. And, like, East London is kind of, like, startup hipster-like, mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. We'll remember for next time. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if this is any bit out here. It's just like, it gets kind of annoying. It's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see enough beards and oh, jeans. Oh, well, like, yeah. That's it. Like, Beards uh, and backpacks. Basically, Woo! yeah, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> I'm struggling it's like with Brooklyn. mine. Brooklyn. <laughs> pretty yeah, you're, much. You're working on it. I'm trying. Yeah. I pushed, I just turned 30 and it's still not yeah, there. So I've given up. So it's, <laughs> it's not happening for me. <laughs> it's, it's getting there. One day, it's God willing. <laughs> So but where were we? Yeah, we so go ahead. Right, right here. And you don't have to edit out, except yeah, the, it. Why the, not? Keep the, it in. me choking over here. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. Um, yeah, I just think that that you, in order for you there to be a, pro, a a solution, you have to admit there's a problem. Yeah. And that's just 101, you know. And is that happening? Are, are there still mm -hmm. a percentage of people that are just like, there's no problem, you know, oh, we're sure. investing? Oh, sure. There's a percentage, but it's it's a minority now. It's getting smaller, you think? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's definitely getting, it, it, at least from what I can see, and, mm. and I get to see a lot of it. Mm. And I get to see the, I get to see the Twitter version, and I get to see the real version. Break that down for us. What does that mean? The Twitter version is what people need, what VCs and investors need you to think of them. Yeah. And then the real version is what's what's actually happening. Who is actually writing the checks? Who's yeah. actually hiring? Who's actually answering requests for things that oh, will move the it. needle? Yeah, I get it. It's a very different landscape behind the scenes. But more and more, those two worlds are, are matching up mm. because you have more accountability. And have you seen a shift since you've been in the quote unquote game? Like yeah. you've seen a shift. Yeah. I, I yeah, I definitely have. When people ask me if I seen if I've seen any change, any positive change, mm. you'd ha you have to know that if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to keep going. Yeah, real talk. Because it's very this is not an easy game. Yeah. As it were. But but I mean in a sense that for example with your work, you might be having an impact. No, but in terms no. of the industry at large... That's what I mean. That's what you mean, right? If okay. I didn't see it at large, I would be very... I'm sure I would be 
doing something that would be towards entrepreneurs in some way, but it probably would go towards media more. Yeah. If I didn't see that actually, oh, wow, like not just our work, but people are actually like guys, like white men are actually changing their behavior Mm. based on what they're understanding. And not all of them, but some Mm. of them. And if I, you know, when I see that, I I feel hope. Mm. And I think hope is, uh, yeah, Uh, on the podcast you were on. Yeah, yeah. You were featured on our podcast. Yeah, we were. Thank you so much for that. We were were so happy. Oh, that was great. I love that. I mean, you know, flattery flattery will get you everywhere. (laughs) No, but I... We were being honest, though. We weren't even, like, we're not out here to flatter. We were like, this is real talk. We were like, shout this out. Like, we've got to. And I loved it because... And that's why I added it to the end of our... The episode about hope. Mm. Because you all broke broke it down, and I love hearing the different perspectives of mm. what we're doing. Because I only see it from my, I can only see it from my perspective. Yeah. I can imagine it from others, mm. but to hear it from you know broken down from different places, and especially like out of a different country, mm. and then um, that it, that motivates us at backstage. Wouldn't you agree? That's dope. I agree. That's dope. We were just so excited that you even heard it. We were like, oh wow, like she heard it, and now yeah. and then we got the email saying you want to. We were like, yeah. And then um, when you said that you want to come down, perhaps, and I realized that she couldn't make it. Like I think she oh, almost shed a tear. Like she was oh, so upset. No. Like <laughs> I'm gonna see her. Soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll meet up. Yeah, we'll meet but up yeah, she would love that. Record yeah. something. Shout out to Abba in Nigeria. Yeah. So, um, in terms of the changing in perception from you know the straight white male mm-hmm. VC, is it out of self interest? Do you think now they're realizing, it? or is it where is it stemming from? But what? Where More is than the, one place. More than one place. Okay. Just like most things. Yeah. Lots of self-interest. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we I don't know how much I can fault someone right now as a white man for looking out for self-interest yeah. by investing in black people. Yeah. Because that's actually what we've been asking I mean, that's what do. we need, right? Yeah. yeah. For, to, for well, it to be sustainable, it yeah. has to be within their self-interest. Yeah. So do, we're right? asking them to change their behavior and to, th- th- you know, open the, the scope of how they're looking at things. And then if they do it, we're then mad at them because mm. they're they're just placating. No, I think it's if we ask for it, we we should be open to the the way that they change. I think the when I have the issue, very honestly and openly, it's when someone will tweet or write a think piece on Medium mm. and talk about diversity and the needs and this and that, and then I just know personally that they. It's BS. Yeah, that they don't practice that in yeah. life, but they have all the, the the kudos and the snaps. Mm. And I just, I I like it for what it is because it does get out there and it does. You know, the more people who can read words that like that, the better. But you see, like, when you know someone, it's almost like when someone's like a self help guru, mm. but you know their life is in shambles. Yeah, and you're just like, well, why don't you? I feel like you want to call out some people. We got any names here? Like, or is it? Is it we kind of. No, it's a lot of people. I <laughs> it's too mean, many to name. <laughs> it's a lot of people. And I think I don't think it's like the point of no return yeah. for them. I think they can still kind of turn it around. I was. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the people that I like who are actually who are doing things. Mm. I'll do the opposite. Go on, yeah. Like, Let's I keep like it positive. This dude Bryce at O O T V or O A T V. He does um, indie VC. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so I like. You know what I like about him? Mm. So. First of all, I like, and I mean, who knows in this landscape, like a year from now, we could find out that he has like, you know, skeletons under his house, but who knows? But mm. but what I like from what I can tell and from, you know, on and offline is one thing is that um, he wrote this Medium post like a year or two ago about his daughter's privilege. Like mm. what he, what is he teaching his daughter? Yeah. You know, which I thought was so great mm. and that he recognized like, oh, like, not that I didn't, it wasn't hard for me. Like I'm smart and it was, I had to like pass, but I did have a lot of privilege mm. here and that's okay to admit. Mm. And it's okay to teach my daughter that, that that exists and mm. that she can use her privilege. And in some cases she doesn't have it because she's a woman mm. or a girl, you know, that was really interesting. But then on top of that, he doesn't do a lot of his own bell ringing. Mm. He does some, but he doesn't do a ton. He does a lot of amplification, yep. which is smart. And the he also sponsors things quietly. Yeah. He'll put money and sponsor things that have 
where he is not going to get the accolades, yeah. accolades for it. Yeah. He'll just Stop. make it happen. Mm. And so uh, I probably just outed him now, but that's all <laughs> So I'm not, again, I don't throw parades for straight white men doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. I just don't have it in me. Yeah. But I do think it's an, it's an example of someone who can do so. So if you're listening and you want to uh, up your game, one of the things you can do is underwrite something mm. without getting the praise for yeah. it. Yeah. Without the fanfare. Yeah. Yeah. That's one great way to do it. That reminds me of, um, I was listening to you with Jason Calacanis, actually. Mm -hmm. And he was basically saying how, for the longest time, he felt that he was the underdog and the underdog and was, you know, (laughs) because he was economically slightly disadvantaged and he was from Brooklyn or whatever. He felt like, you know, like I'm... Had to fight my way in yeah. and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, yeah. and thankfully in the episode, he did kind of say that, you know, he I, figured, I really, it, out he figured it out slowly, now. right? Mm-hmm. But how many people are not on that journey and, and don't care and don't figure it out and don't, are not are yeah. blind to, you know, the privileges that they do have? Yeah. I think, yeah, Calacanis is a very specific case. I think, I think he's someone, he may agree with me here, mm. that he is thinking about his best interests yeah. when, when he does these calculated moves. Yeah. Because I don't, I think that's what he does with everything. Yeah. I think, um, it, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, to, <laughs> there's a lot to still talk to with him about. And, you know, that's a whole other game. But uh, what, what was the question? There wasn't a lot. Okay, your you face is a million words, though. Right? Yeah. Watch it, yeah. <laughs> so let's, 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 take it back to, let's, let's take it back to backstage. Well, let me, let me back up a second. Yeah, like, I, I, I do have to stop and say I'm, I'm not putting a fine, a fine period on my opinion of Calacanis. Of I'm saying that it's. It is not, it's not black and white with him. Mm. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. So let's switch it back to backstage. 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 We can add that in. If, like, I can get some choir in. Oh, there. yeah. We, we can do that. Oh, we got production Janine, values. Just Janine. <laughs> Janine's album drop. <laughs> so um, I'm sure you get this question all the time, but what is the long-term vision? Because I was listening to the Gimlet podcast and you, you, know, you mentioned the Venture Studio. No, they mentioned the video. They mentioned studio. the video. Yeah, okay. let's, get it, let's get it right. <laughs> so that they're, not meant to be dropped. Pain, they're painting a picture. Yeah, they have a story to tell. And so... Ah, I they, see. So the Venture Studio is absolutely a real. big... Oh, it's real. It's a real it's thing. It's a big yeah. part of what we do. All of the... Everyone you see on the the Backstage Capital website is yeah. employed by Studio. Oh, I see. Studio is the engine, the hub. Oh, I see. Of Backstage. And it's part of the, the big picture. Yeah. And it's what will enable the big picture in my view so if you're someone like me who's a bit obtuse like how what is the distinction between a venture studio and a general like vc firm now believe me there's there's like one or three people in silicon valley who know yeah you know like it's um so what a venture studio can be a few things but in our case uh we modeled it after betaworks oh yeah science yeah pioneer square labs yeah uh, Expa, yeah, Human Ventures, those places. You can look all of those up, and you can see the model. Yeah, and it's just essentially some a place that is that pulls its resources. Yeah, to incubate and launch. Yeah, products. Yeah, and then those, some of those uh, products or features will go on to become full fledged companies mm. that are are uh, incorporated themselves. Mm. And the people who started it in this in the lab, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, some will go on and, and, and spearhead that. Okay. I'm to give you a great example. She's yeah, sitting please. right next to me. Anastasia's here. Do, uh, Come on the mic. Tell us about yeah. your company. What are you so working actually, on? So, yeah, she's at studio and working on something out of studio. Yeah, let's go. So I'll be working on the door, and hopefully I'll be launching, can I say this? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully this summer. Exclusive. Yes, exclusive <laughs> here on Techish. Um, so the door essentially will be like a premier one-stop shop for underestimated founders to mm. um, educate themselves, mm. get the resources they need, and sort of hear um, those things that they can't find easily online, looking at various resources and trying mm. to piece together uh, what can help them build their successful mm. entrepreneurship journey. Um, and so... Yeah, I'm really excited to do that. I've worked on some side projects myself, and I, you know, this is basically a resource I wish I had. That's dope. So I'm definitely going to be building it for, you know, even my interest too. Like, I want to help other people mm. um, get to where they want to be. Yeah. It's within studio. Okay, cool. Yeah, let, let us know when it's dropping. Um, I would love to feature that on um, peopleofcolorandtech.com. And we we'll always do. interview, like, founders of color and, and like, all cool new products. So that'll be dope. Thank you. Yeah, look forward cool. to that. So, um, 
So that's one example. That's one example of, of what we're building at Studio. So yeah. we work on several things at once. Yeah. It can be an idea on a whiteboard, mm. or it can be something that is just a skeleton of the tech is being made by someone while someone else looks at it and says, oh, that, you know, over the over the last couple of weeks, that's really developed. We should keep going with that. Yeah. Or it could be a full-fledged website that has a full team, uh, which is more what the door is. Mm. It's much further along than yeah. a lot of things. And we also, um, you know, so what we'll do with the doors, we'll, there is a revenue component to it when it mm. comes to investors. Mm. And we'll build it out over the next 18 months or so because it has reached the point. You, it's kind of like that Back to the Future, you know, never mind. <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, a big fan of Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah, none yeah, of that is lost on me. I get it. Kind of blank. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend rented the car for my 30th. So oh we had a dream. Yeah, we drove for Yeah, it was real. It was, wow. I was gassed. I was really excited. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to my girlfriend. Yeah, shout out. She, <laughs> she should be here. It's awesome. So. You know, there because we're working on a few things. It's we don't put a ton of financial resources into each thing. Yeah, we one or two people may work on it for a certain amount of hours per week. Yeah. and be working on a bigger picture elsewhere. Oh, I and see. And so we are able to test things and kind of see if they work or not. And then if they are not working, we leave them. Yeah, and you have to you know that going in, you have to have that okay. Even if I get attached to it, if it's not working, it's not for studio. Mm. So people have these projects. So just imagine if you worked at a company and in addition to what you did on a day-to-day basis, you could also work on your side hustle, but the company was paying for it. I wish. That's what studio is. And so from that, a lot of great things uh, come from that. And so the door is something that we uh, incubated. We brought Anastasia in to then take over uh, the management of it mm. and see where she can go with the next 12 to 18 months and see what that turns into with us backing it. We'll spin it out and go um, and see where it goes and see what kind of... So how, how do you juggle all of that as well as your check writing mm-hmm. abilities to other external startups and stuff like? Is it a lot? Or yeah, is it like it's I a lot. I can imagine it's a lot. We have a nineteen-person team, and wow. that's not enough. Oh, Lord. like it's a lot of work. The thing is, I think what people may not understand yet, and what we're trying to explain, and I, Gimlet does touch on this in, in their own special way, mm-hmm. um, is that. We are a startup. Yeah. Backstage Capital is a startup. Yeah. Backstage Studio is a startup. Yep, yep. I am a startup founder. I'm <laughs> a, we call ourselves the bootstrapped VC. Yeah. So it's not like we have all this money that we're throwing and seeing what it'll work. Yeah. It is about, like, how do we keep this going? Yeah. Because we're having such an impact and it, it is working. And yeah. we know that we will start having returns that will catch us later. Yeah. Because a VC firm... Usually, no matter who's running it, the first five years are about making bets and about nurturing those bets. Mm. You don't start seeing returns for years. So you don't know if if an investor is good or not. You're good at choosing yeah, for we'll years. Talk. Usually, yeah. there's a very you know small number of outliers who will have like Instagram, you know, goes yeah. platinum in in twelve months. But yeah. usually, it's this long process. the The way that that is usually sustained is that the fund is large enough where the management fee, mm. the 2% or whatever management mm. fee you have, is every year, and it's enough to sustain what's going on. But because of the way that I came into venture capital, the way mm. that I raised, and the amount that I raised uh, compared to other VCs, mm. we don't have that same infrastructure. Mm. So the studio, to me... It may sound like a distraction to others, mm. and I think I'm I'm going to talk about this too. Like, like it may sound like a distraction to others, mm. but to us, it is the it is the engine that is keeping everything else. All the stuff, all the headlines you see, mm. all the fun stuff, the good stuff you see, wouldn't be made possible if we didn't have studio running it because it's operations. Mm. And so, any of those things, like the door, when you think about the door. It's not a distraction. It's mm. a revenue stream for the next three years while yeah. we're waiting on our returns to come in. Yeah. In five years, I will be a very wealthy person. Woo-woo. It's just true. I will be very wealthy. Definitely keeping your email. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. But it's true. So I, my problems will be different problems. Yeah, yeah. They will still be problems, yeah, yeah. but they will be different. And they won't have so much to do with keeping the doors open yeah. to backstage. How do we get the lights on? Yeah. Right now, that is the 
question, how do you keep the lights on in something that has not been tried before? Yeah. While also taking in all of everyone's opinions and also thinking about our portfolio and putting them first. Yeah. So um, the answer is that I think that over the next 12 months, our team will double in size. Wow. 12 to 18 months, I should say. Um, our t- by the end of next year, our, t- our team would have doubled from the 19 that it is. Okay. So if you're looking for a job, everybody. Hang tight. Hang tight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for yeah. But, you know, um, it will double. I still don't think it will be enough. Mm. I think that a lot of times people get a lot of funding, which I think we'll get, we'll gonna, we're going to get, uh, we've already started, and I think we're going to get a substantial amount of funding over the next 18 months as well. Amazing. So that's going to be interesting. But because of the brick by brick way that I've built this, I'm not going to be the one going crazy getting a jacuzzi in, in the in the office, you mm. know, because I've worked so hard for this. Mm. So it's it's about oh great now great we we know we have runway mm. and what may appear to be just going all out like mm. oh my god your team is 20 people yeah mm. but it should be 40. Mm. We do the work of 40. Mm. You can Am I, damn well imagine. Can you, Anastasia is going to tell him. Tell him. Talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> so specifically this week, I can attest to needing more people. <laughs> so I was um, on the road with Arlen yeah. as of Tuesday, mm-hmm. hitting mm. Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, unexpected trip for me. Mm. I already had some planned out events and everything happening for Arlen. Um, and I was by myself assisting her for my first travel date with her. Oh, wow. So on the ground in another country, you know, traveled before, which is great. But just navigating the day and I was alone again for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I could definitely use two of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> or like three people mm-hmm. total just to get around town. Yeah. Um, and we have so many deadlines. Yeah. So many initiatives. Um, and, and I was saying we have so many initiatives and deadlines that are happening at HQ, which HQ is a remote team, but I think about it being in the States. Mm. And this is all, nothing gets paused for me to go out and fundraise yeah. or me to go out and work with founders. Mm. The whole world doesn't stop because mm. I'm doing something. Mm. So, um, and Anastasia did a great job, by the way. Still doing Ooh. a great job. <laughs> so she's juggling those two things. And then everybody on our team does, like, at least three things. I can imagine. So she works for you. She's helping spin out a company. That's right. Lord have mercy. Yeah. It's a lot. But, but I th- you know, everyone is at backstage, I hope, for, their, for with their free will. Yeah. <laughs> I think Blink we're, if we're you having, don't want to be yeah. here. <laughs> I think we're having fun. Yeah. I think we're having fun. I think we're able to, to have impact. Mm, I know that when I worked impact. at... Yeah, well, I think when I, you know, when I worked at different companies, one of the things that really stole my spirit, I guess, was that I didn't feel like what I was doing had any impact on the company mm. or anyone else. So I would go in, I'd clock in, I'd do the job, yep. I'd clock out. The very next day, what I did the day before really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And those are the types of jobs I you would have. Yeah. And that used to like, I remember when I would clock in, it sounded like a bullet to me. <laughs> I, I remember it very distinctly. I, it would just, mm. and I was like, okay, now you're 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 someone else. You're, you belong to someone else. Yeah, and that's it. And I hate to be a bummer because I know a lot of people listening to this are in that. <laughs> Stay strong. But people. I was in that for like twenty years. So at backstage, what I'm trying to cultivate internally while thinking about everything else, mm. what I am trying to cultivate when it comes to our employees, is I want everyone to feel like they definitely have ownership. Yeah, they do. And they have impact yeah. and their voice matters. Yeah. And then that they are all working themselves as entrepreneurs within yeah. a company. Yeah. And, you know, that is when I'll know we're too big, actually, is when that can't happen. Yeah. So if we get to the point where people are feeling like they're just a cog in the machine, mm. we're, we've grown too big. Mm. What do you think that number would be? Like a thousand employees, <laughs> hundred fifty, or is it know. is it more of a mental shift? It's, it's definitely. Not number. I mean, it would. I'll have to start thinking about this. I don't know how big a venture capital fund gets. I don't know how big a studio gets. The studio is a very different story. So I don't know if if we cap at 40 Mm. and you will never get bigger than that and that's Mm. enough. Mm. Or if we're talking in three years and we're at 400. I don't Mm. know what the answer is. But I think that if it does go beyond... You know, as it goes right now, it's a, mm. it's a it's a um, growing pain. Mm. You know, figuring out how do you go from seven to seventeen? Boom, mm. that happened overnight almost. Mm. So, 
I think it's about the people who are working there now mm. feeling like they have, and, and, and me empowering them with this sort of ownership mm. of their own voice mm. and their own take on the backstage m- mission. Mm. And then taking that and sort of uh, um, instilling that in the next. So I think it definitely has to have to find a really good balance between me being sort of um, this voice of backstage. And Mm. when you think of backstage, you think of me. Mm. I need to find a balance of like, that's good in some some ways because a brand is really good for a a BC firm. Fern? Let me think of the word. Firm, <laughs> um, but also this balance of that and like it can stand on its own mm. even if I'm not in the room. Mm. And we actually had this conversation last night in London. Mm. Well, someone asked me, you know, as you expand and how, as you have these different is that toilet paper over there? I just realized. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> this place is really random. I've never been here before. It's beautiful here. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I would not be sitting here if it wasn't run down. But it, it's I just it's catching me. I see a bonsai tree and some toilet paper, and I don't know where we are. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I've to about this. This is not our usual studio. Okay. But people at home just to let them know. <laughs> um. What was I? Saying? Oh yeah. So they were asking last night. Someone asked me last night. You know, as I expand, how do I? How do I basically clone myself and I'm everywhere to because I need to be in the building to make the impact? Mm. And I said, well, if that's the case, I'm doing this wrong. Mm. It needs to be a point where I don't have to be in the building for it, for backstage to make the impact. Mm. And I see that happening, and that's that's how I'll continue thinking about it as we grow. So how do you juggle that with... Um, and I was going to ask you about your media strategy. I use, I use air quotes, but in a sense <laughs> that... Media strategy. In a sense that you... You do have a podcast and you guys laugh at my accent. No, I'm laughing at my silly. We were like, we're like we don't want to be those Americans over here. Well, you tried to do it. Go yeah. on, try it. Do your best one. Let's oh, hear it. Well, my, my best one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at me. <laughs> it's not bad. All right. It's not bad. It's All not right. bad. I've heard worse. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I was going to say, so in terms of, um, I can't speak now because I'm, I'm self-conscious. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'll, I'll push no, through. No, please. I, I, wasn't, I, I was just being silly. <laughs> so in terms of like your media strategy, how do you juggle um, not w- wanting to make backstage scalable in a sense where you're not the face of it, but at a moment, obviously, you kind of are and mm-hmm. you have like a podcast and, you know, you're very much um, out there. So like, how do yeah. you, how do you I'm juggle that? start my own potato chip line. <laughs> um... So, there. Believe it or not, there was a point uh, earlier on where I didn't want any of these interviews. I didn't mm. want any of the this attention mm. because I was like, it's called backstage capital for mm. a reason. Mm. I didn't like it, and so I. It's why I worked in backstage, backstage uh, on concerts, mm. and it's why I worked as a photographer uh, because I like being behind. Is that where it came from? The name. Yeah, well, oh. the, from working as a, on on tour in music, my industry. mother actually came up with it. Oh, that's so dope! She's a genius. <laughs> um, but it was in August of 2016. Sal Rodriguez did a report on me for Inc. Ah, uh, okay. And it was an it was the first time it, someone was doing like this extensive. Like I think we did like four interviews over like two weeks. It was this extensive profile. Yeah, and. During it, I briefly just mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, last year I was homeless. Like mm. last, because that would, would have been 2016. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Would, so now it's now three years, but it was very fresh. I was living in a great apartment. I was happy, uh, still working hard, but I was like, not, a, you know, not homeless. So I just mentioned it to him. Mm. And oh boy, that people like that yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the press. Yeah. So what what I said to him was, Whatever you do, I know because like he kept coming back to it. And I said, well, whatever. And he's a great guy, a good friend. But at the time, I was like, whatever you do, I do not want to wake up to the headline from homeless to VC Harvard. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want that because yeah. I don't want that attention on it. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. But yeah. I don't want people to have this preconceived notion of me yeah. and feel like it takes away from the whole idea of like these are strong companies and Mm. Not everybody's down and out if you're black and you have homeless to this. And he said, okay. So uh, the day that it was going to come out, I wake up to homeless to Harvard. (laughs) And he tells me, he's like, you know, my editor, he he heard it and they were like, they wouldn't have it any other way because it's such a compelling story. Yeah. So I read it. I was, I called a couple of people that I trust and I'm like, oh God, I just don't. And everybody was 
freaking out. Like my my phone was blowing up, everything was blowing up. And they and someone wrote me and just said like that day and said I'm homeless right now. Mm. I read your story mm-hmm. and I can keep going. Duh. And you gave me that strength. And I was just like, whoa. Wow. Okay. And I had experienced something similar a few years prior with a blog I used to write for lesbians and lesbian adjacent women. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of people, like teenagers, who said that I stopped them from committing suicide Duh. because there was a voice out there. Mm. So it, it harkened back to that. Mm. And, and I said, wait a minute. Like, I can be like all woe is me yeah. and say, don't tell my story and throw my shawl around and yeah. you know cover myself like the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can, sorry, I like, I just like to say stuff to get Anastasia like, oh, <laughs> where did she get that from? <laughs> um, I can do all of that. Or I can just like tell the truth and say, mm. this is what happened. And this is, I guess some people are finding some something out of it. Yeah, yeah. And so I let go. Yeah. And when I let go... When you have that story, as much as it, it was just something that I feel like I just had to do, it doesn't seem like this big heroic measure mm. that everyone is talking about. Mm. It seems like I needed to do it. Like, so I did it. I put one foot in front of the other, had to do it. This is how we get it. Um, I do see it now. I'm not going to be silly and say that I don't. Oh, I don't know what kind of impact. Oh, yeah, you were homeless and you started a company yeah. from scratch and now you've invested in almost 100 companies. Yeah. It's a big deal. It really is. So it's the story is a big deal. Mm. I am not. Mm. And that if, as long as I understand that, then I think I'll be okay. Who, who do you want you to play in the movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they're doing a Theranos movie, they better damn do a movie about oh this. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, why are they doing that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, who would, I would like for, uh, what's that guy who did my two left feet? I have no idea. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I would like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> he is a great character actor. He is a great actor. I think uh, he's retired I'm now, sorry, though. not character actor. He's a great, um, what do you call it when you... Uh, method actor? Method actor. There he's we go. a great method yeah. actor. I think he could do it. I think he's retired now, though. So you might have to he's pick retired? Up like, yeah, he's done. <gasps> yeah, he's given up on the craft. <laughs> well, then I guess it can't be it's a movie It's over. Movie no, cancelled. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about... Like, people keep saying Queen Latifah because we're both big-boned. But um, she's older than I am, so I don't know exactly how that would work. Mm. But um, yeah, she could play you when you're like Octavia. a billionaire at the end. Octavia could. We both <laughs> have big uh, eyes. Yeah, that's another one. And Octavia <laughs> yeah. both have big eyes. I met her once, and she follows me on Twitter. Oh, that's dope. Something. Uh. I don't know. I don't. I think that uh, you know what I would rather see. I would rather, other than seeing, I still don't know if I want to see a story mm. of mine. But I would like to. Um, I am working on a couple of things where I'm going to produce. Oh, see? So, like, I can um, tell other people's stories ah, through my lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that idea a lot. You'll be backstage. Backstage. Pardon the pun. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll be listening. Yeah, so I get, get it. it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's, Behind the scenes. Yeah. I enjoy that idea much more than, like, yeah. let's recreate you at the airport sleeping and, and you know, rationing grapes. Let's do yeah. So normally me and Abba, we do like a section called winners and losers. And that's what we took about today. Uh-huh. And we'll cut it down to like five, ten minutes. Yeah. And so um, I was going to bring up, I think everybody's the loser in terms of their inbox for this whole GDPR thing. I don't oh. know what's been going on with, if in the American inbox is the same. But all mm-hmm. I can say is that in the UK and in Europe, like yeah. every email is literally like, we've updated our privacy. We've done yep. it. We're sorry, we're sorry. We're sorry. So in the States, like <laughs> as somebody who invests in companies and, and starts companies, like mm-hmm. how, like how, what was the impact for you guys over there? Or was it? Not- Let me tell you, I didn't know about it. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. That's a mixture of just me still not being super tech savvy. Yeah. Believe yeah, yeah. it or not. And also just being on the run. And I don't yeah. know how well known it is in the U.S. before the email started. Yeah. So over here, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's. Just- and I know that people at home are talking about it like, what the hell am I getting all the, you yeah. know. Uh, people are being very creative online with what is what privacy, but things have changed their privacy settings. It's very funny. Um, different body parts and different things <laughs> have changed my privacy policy. So funny. A lot of messy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's important. I know that it's going to affect, I think it's companies that do any business in Europe. Yeah, basically, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So it won't affect a ton of our companies, but it yeah. will affect some. Yeah. And it would have already. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's that's not hot. Is that the two, two options? Hot and not. Uh, is winner or loser? Oh, loser. So I said that I think winner is obviously like you know privacy. Yay! Like it's a good yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. And like you know I'm I don't want to be added to another email list when you've just emailed me and you just like I don't want that. You know like chill, yeah. please. Uh, so that's that's what's prevented in that yeah. kind of stuff like uh, unscrupulous kind of like email listing adding type stuff. Um, but obviously loser our inboxes last Inbox. week has just been yeah. mad. It's been a it madness. It just seems like they didn't have a plan. Nobody had a plan. Yeah. Everybody had like a Trello thing just saying GDPR and yeah. just like <laughs> right, right in the 25th it was like all right go yeah. on the deadline like send. Woo. Yeah. So um, like what about the whole privacy and social conversation? Like I don't know if you want to get too much into it because I don't know political connects but like what what like what's your feeling and sentiment about that we Zuckerberg was here recently doing a talk not talk he was being essentially interrogated by eu politicians as opposed to what had happened mm. in the states mm. and they went in a bit deeper on him mm. um still wouldn't be to the you know people taking selfies with him as well like he was a you know damn yeah. celebrity and stuff harry styles uh, yeah basically right yep. uh, or data as they call him anyways um <laughs> so uh what's your thoughts on it like do you have an opinion Oh, uh, it's a big topic. I know it's a big topic. You you have three minutes. Remaining. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. Talk about the most important. Um, I, I guess the only the thing that I know about it, and that I understand it, like as a consu- as a customer or consumer, you know, there's all sorts of thoughts. But I just think that it's one more example of why. I know I'm going to bring it way back, but why a, com- a fund like Backstage is important? Yeah, because plug it. Well, because if you think about his profile mm. and you think about how he was just considered just a golden boy, all you know, just For out so of, long. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that he's there's something wrong with him personally. Like I don't mm. know the dude, mm. but and I you know I know people around him. Mm. Um, I just think that like he was he was like there was not going to be a situation where that didn't turn out wrong mm. because of all the institutional stuff around it mm. like people saw this guy who uh was going to make them a lot of money i don't know i guess i'm not saying it the way i want to say it mm. but i'm ba- it's basically it's like not there's no diversity of thought that went into into yeah. Facebook. Yeah. And so, of course, it's turned out like this. Like, yeah. we didn't know when or exactly what, but we knew it would. Yeah. And it's, you have to, you have to wonder, you have to wonder a lot of things, but you have to wonder what would it have been? And maybe if you can't think that way, what can it be? Mm. Is there still a way to turn it around? Mm. That's what I think about mostly. Mm. Like, I don't want to save Facebook, but I think, um, when I get when I see these announcements they put out, like we're like these letters, we're so sorry. We're gonna do everything we can. We're hiring a one hundred thousand people to to do something. I just wonder, like, why don't you put a few million, not even billion, a few million dollars into hiring a diverse group of like intellectuals mm. to work on this problem with mm-hmm. you, to that affects like a tenth of the world or whatever the. Numbers. It's so crazy. That's like two billion. It's like yeah. bigger than the Catholic Church. It's nuts. How how hard is that? It, it takes me back to thinking about like CES when CES mm. had the stripping robots, and they said, or not even that, like Peter Thiel or Elon Musk or someone. They're like, they're like people. They take they're sending things into the moon, you know, mm. to the moon or to Mars and under the underground. Mm. And Peter Thiel is like, uh, tries has, to live forever. <laughs> yeah, he wants to live for. He really wants yeah. to live forever, and he does. That that is his ultimate goal, and everything that he does, including using. Most other humans, mostly black and brown, is human fodder, but that's a different story. Um, they can think in those ways, hmm. but getting diversity into the that's mix one is, step too far. It's so hard. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, it's so hard. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, it's like, I just don't know what to do. So I think that goes back to, to, to Zuck. I don't, you know, know a ton about it. So, I mean, I'm sure you figured that out, but I, I just think like as a, as an observer, mm. you can think that it could have been handled better. Really. Could have been handled. It absolutely could have been handled better. So, like a used car salesman. Uh, a very specific question then, related to Facebook. However, so there was a controversy recently where using their ad product, you could target people mm-hmm. um, exclusively based on race or exclude people based on race. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your feelings regarding that? Like, because if you have a product that you're, uh, like, I say it's a black woman's hair product, would that? be morally permissible to use that to use that ad tech or should that ad tech not exist because 
what it can be used to exclude people on, on the mm. basis of race? I mean, it's a it's a big question, really. I don't know what you. I think it. I want. Um, it's a great question, but I think it's it's almost like when you think about targeted ads in general, mm. they should be targeted but not exclus- excluding. Okay. So when I think about if that same black hair product was being or were being promoted on BET, yeah. The the house that BET is in or the salon that it's being shown in, yeah. There are, most likely will be white people in that room yeah. or other races in that room. Yeah. So they're not being exclusively targeted. Yeah. Um, I think it's like that. I don't. I don't know. I think we get really. It gets really sketchy and scary when yeah, you exclude, uh, because what is being excluded? Completely. Like messaging. Yeah. This messaging that's being excluded. That's, that's straight especially up. in the political realm. Yeah. Like it, it gets crazy. It gets very scary. It gets murky. Like I mean, Abba always talk yeah. about this, and which like, where is this going? Like. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine it being used not only to like if you're if you're white. Uh, power group um i can see it being used to like spread messaging oh just yeah within it but i can also see it being used to target black people perhaps at for, for like polling yeah telling them that you're going to be arrested if you go or yep. something like that which would be the potential for misinformation is mm-hmm. is, is nuts mm-hmm. um i think we'll call it a day there Mm-hmm. We've taken up enough of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you have. We have indeed. <laughs> How dare you? How dare invite me in here with these candles? <laughs> <and> this... <laughs> You're making me sound nuts now. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm still here. Yeah. So where can the people find you if they haven't found you already? Which I sincerely doubt. You can find me at Arlen was here. A R L A N was here on Twitter and Instagram, which is a Facebook property. <laughs> but I'm on there hella much. And backstagecapital.com. Mm. Look at our crew, look at our headliners. That's what we call our portfolio companies. Cool. We are very excited. We're almost at 100. Mm. That's a big goal that we're going to uh, be, be reaching soon. And uh, where can they find you, Anastasia? You can find me on Twitter at Sonate, S-O-N-O-N-T-E. Oh, oh. Ooh, is there anything you want to shout out quickly at the end or is that all right? <laughs> I want to give a shout out to all my homies <laughs> um, and all my haters. Yeah, you know, where to, you know where to find me, both of them. <laughs> cool. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Ciao. <laughs>